Welcome, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. This is Brother Jimmy Fortunato, and you're listening to a sermon from the Pilgrim Baptist Church in Tennessee. For more information about our church, please visit us on the web at pilgrimbaptist.church. And the Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse number 20, O Timothy, keep that which is committed to thy trust, avoiding profane and vain babblings and oppositions of science, falsely so called, which some professing have erred concerning the faith. Grace be with thee. Amen. And with that, let's bow our heads and ask the Lord's blessing over our service. Dear Lord God, thank you. You've loved us enough to save us. You've loved us enough to give us your Holy Bible. We believe it. Help us to glean some truth this morning. Help me tell the truth from your word. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Oh, it starts off. It's a letter that's a word. It's directly addressing someone. And oh, it includes a very emotional response. Psalm 19, we see an example of that. Oh Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Oh, how I love thy law. So we see that in the Bible. But here, Timothy, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is writing, or Paul is writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to Timothy, and he's given him a warning. This is a warning that is filled with emotion. It's not just doctrine that Paul wants Timothy to know. It's not just knowing things to pass a test. And you notice when we started 1 Timothy chapter 1, it started out with Paul addressing Timothy as my own son in the faith. But now he's ending with, oh, Timothy, he's really given him a charge here. And it's much more intense as he closes out this book of the Bible. But it is a warning filled with real human emotion to keep some things, to avoid some things, and to oppose some things. Now, what God, boys and girls, God has given you emotions. And God does not want you to be controlled by your emotions, but your emotions are a real God-given thing. Parents use their God-given emotions with their children. Sometimes it's a firm, stern voice. Sometimes it's a loud, warning voice. Watch out for the car! <laughs> it can't be, watch out for car. <laughs> right? Because you, you, you need to live your life exercising your God-given emotions, and sometimes... You need to come along with someone, weep with them as they're weeping. And sometimes you're laughing with those and you're joyful and you're rejoicing. And those are all good. And Timothy is ending this. Paul is ending this with Timothy. Oh, Timothy, he's saying, look, I want you to get a hold of this. I really want you to pay attention. There's some things you've got to avoid. There's some things you've got to oppose. There's some things you've got to keep. He's really, he really wants to let them know Look, we're closing this out. Keep in mind this. Watch what the Bible says next. Keep that which is committed to thy trust. 
Do you want to keep the things of God? Sunday morning, we're at church. And then that ends. Are you going to keep the truth of God's Word? Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Keep that which is committed to my trust. You know what we should keep? Let's look at some things the Bible says that we should keep. Let's get Proverbs chapter number 8. Proverbs chapter number 8 and verse number 32. The Bible says, Now therefore hearken unto me, O ye children, for blessed are they that keep my ways. God wants you to keep His ways. How many of you children have your own house? That would be none of you. But your mother and your father have a house and they would like you to keep their ways. And then when you grow up and you have your own house, you can make your own ways, right? But until then, whose ways should you keep? Your mommy and daddy's ways. But the question is, do you get enjoyment out of that or is it a chore? How many of you created a kingdom? <laughs> that would be none of us. God created the heaven and the earth. We didn't. We should keep His ways. We should be happy about that. And then when we create our own kingdom, then we can make our ways. Does that make sense? God wants us to keep His ways. What else does He want us to keep? His commandments. He says... Uh, let's get Proverbs chapter 7. We see in the Old Testament, all through Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, the Bible says, keep my commandments. Proverbs chapter 7, we see in verse number 2, the Bible says, keep my commandments and live. How many of you like life? Jesus Christ came to give us life. Yeah, keep my commandments and live. You have an easier life following God's commandments. And then the Bible says in John chapter 14, verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. Do your parents give you commandments to follow? They do. Do you love your parents? Try to keep their commandments because you love them. Even though sometimes you might feel like, I don't feel like doing this. But your love for your parents should motivate you to want to keep them. What else should we keep? The Bible says um, in John 14, let's get John 14, 23. Jesus answered and said unto him, If any man love me, he will keep my words. We want to keep not just God's ways, keep His commandments, keep my words. 
Proverbs 7.1 says, My son, keep my words and lay up my commandments with thee. God wants us to keep His ways. He wants us to keep His commandments. He wants us to keep His words. And let's look at one more. Proverbs 4.4. Let's look at how His words and His commandments relate. Last one on this topic. Proverbs chapter 4, verse number 4. The Bible says, He taught me also and said unto me, Let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments, and live. Proverbs 7 we saw, Keep my words, lay up my commandments. Proverbs 4 we see, Retain my words, keep my commandments. And we see at the end of 1 Timothy, Keep that which is committed to thy trust. That's a lot of stuff. You've got God's ways. You've got God's words. You've got God's commandments. And we see in the Bible that we're asked to keep those. And then the end of Timothy is saying, hey, keep these things committed to thy trust. How is he going to do that? He's only going to be able to do that if he keeps God's word close to him. That's how he's going to find out what God's commands are. That's how he's going to find out what God's ways are. That's how he's going to find out if what somebody is saying is true or not. People say they want to follow God. What God? People say they believe the Bible. Which Bible? Which part of the Bible? And you know people can take verses and make them say what they want. Timothy has a very, very, very important job to do. How about us? Do you want to keep what is committed to your trust? You're going to grow up someday and mom and dad are, is going to say something like, oh, Timothy. But it's going to be, oh, and then your name. Will you keep these things that I've taught you? Are you going to want to follow in the Lord's ways? Because there's going to come a time where the chapter is going to end. <laughs> and you're going to have to write a new chapter. And in your life, there's going to come a time where there's going to be a new chapter. We're in a bit of a new chapter now. New church, plant, new, right? Are we going to keep those things in God's Word? Now he is told to avoid some things. This will be fun. Kids, if you're awake, say, I'm awake. I'm awake. Okay, just checking. The Bible says, uh, avoid, look at the verse, profane and vain babblings. You know what to babble is? It's to be a chatterbox. It's to talk too much. It's to constantly make noise or sound. It's to speak incoherently. Does it sound like we want to be babblers? No. Let's find out who babbles. Let's get Proverbs 23. Proverbs chapter 23. I want you kids to pay attention to this. 
Adults as well. Proverbs chapter 23, verse number 29. Let's find out. Who babbles? Who hath woe? Who hath sorrow? Who hath contentions? Who hath babbling? Who hath wounds without cause? Who hath red eyes? They that tarry long at the wine, they that go to seek mixed wine. People. The Bible says, look at verse 29 once again. Who hath woe? Who hath sorrow? People, you know, they start drinking to calm their nerves and to calm their sorrow. And drinking and alcohol, it creates sorrow in their life. It breaks people's hearts. The Bible says, who hath wounds? Visit the hospital at 2 a.m. And see the people wounded by alcohol. Drunk drivers. Domestic abuse. Guess where they end up? In the hospital. They end up in the hospital. The wife whose drunk husband is running around on her. Then he comes home, he's upset, punches her. She ends up in the hospital. Who hath wounds? Who hath wounds? Preachers will get calls. And you can only do so much. Sometimes all you can do is pray. You give advice, but all you can do is pray. A preacher isn't the cops. A preacher isn't the, you know, you can only do so much. But preachers get calls. And I, I don't know what to do. My husband, he just drinks a lot. He just drinks a lot. Oh, when he comes home, he is just so lit. I don't know what, I don't know what to do. What do you tell somebody like that? They're going to deal with some serious wounds. <laughs> Emotional right now. Mental. You got to be careful. You give the right advice so you don't tell them something to do. And then when her husband comes home, she sets them off. Next thing you know, she gets punched in the mouth, ends up in the hospital. I mean, things happen fast. And things with alcohol happen faster. Things turn real bad, real fast. Who hath wounds? It says, look, look what it says. Who hath redness of the eyes? It's going to cause your eyes to be all messed up and bloodshot. They that tarry long at the wine. It's just a waste of time. Don't tarry long at it. Don't get involved with it. And now look, verse number 31. Young people, here's, here, here's how you can avoid, avoid the babbling. Here's how you can avoid all the stuff that comes along with it. Look not thou upon the wine when it is red, when it giveth color in the cup, when it moveth itself aright. Why? It says it's going to hurt you. Verse 32, at the last it biteth like a serpent and stingeth like an adder. It's going to bite you and that bite is going to sting. 2 Timothy chapter number 2. Second Timothy chapter number two, verse number sixteen. Why? I think this gives the answer. Why shouldn't we why shouldn't we get involved with babbling? Why should we avoid profane and vain babbling? First Timothy chapter two, verse sixteen. But shun profane and vain babbling. Why? For they will increase unto more ungodliness. 
And that's why he's given this warning. You don't want to have a church that, that's full of just babble, 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 profane and vain, babble, babble. You don't want that. All it's going to do, you're not going to increase anything but more ungodliness. Let's talk about Jesus Christ. Let's be solution-oriented. Let's work through problems. Let's try to love the Lord. But let's avoid profane and vain babblings. Something that's profane, it's unholy and it is unpure. Vain. No real substance. No real value. It's worthless. We don't want to, we're not going to build a strong New Testament church on that stuff. It's only going to be on solid biblical preaching and truth from God's Word. Alright, so avoid profane and vague babblings. What comes next? The Bible says, and oppositions of science falsely so called. Anything wrong with science, boys and girls? No, there is not. True operational science always confirms that the Bible is true. But what we're talking about here is science falsely so called. I don't put my faith and trust in any scientist. Why? Because the Bible always has been, it always is, and it always will be ahead of scientists. And when scientists finally catch up with the Bible, they realize, oh, you know what? It was right there after all. <laughs> the Bible had the answer and the Bible was true. That's amazing. We have a God who created science, a God who created the scientists. Let's look at a few of these things. Because you need to know how to avoid falsely so-called scientists. You know what scientists used to believe? That the earth was flat. They did. How can a scientist believe that? Because just because you say you're a scientist, that doesn't mean you're God. It means you're a scientist. And now they know the earth is a sphere. Just like the Bible says in Isaiah 40, it is he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth. You know what else science used to believe? That the earth sat on a large animal. They really believe that. And now scientists know that the earth has a free float in space. Just like the Bible said it did. In Job, in Job chapter 26. He stretcheth out the north over the empty place. And hangeth the earth upon nothing. You know what else scientists used to believe? That sick people must be bled. Aren't you glad that doesn't happen anymore? And now they know that blood is the source of life, just like the Bible says in Leviticus 17, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. You know what else scientists used to believe? That wind blew straight. Now they know that wind blows in cyclones. Just like the Bible says in Ecclesiastes 1, the wind goeth toward the south and turneth about unto the north. It whirleth about continually and the wind returneth again according to his circuits. It doesn't just blow straight. Last thing, you know what scientists used to believe? That the ocean was only fed by rivers and rain. Now they know that oceans contain springs just like the Bible said they do in Job 38. Hast thou entered into the springs of the sea? Or hast thou walked in the search in 
in the search of the depth. Science, you guys are going to probably love science. It's a fun subject. But we need to be careful of science falsely so called. Boys and girls, this is a subject that has to be talked about. And I'll be careful because we have kids in the room. But falsely so-called science will tell you, scientists will tell you today, that sex and gender are not the same thing. Parents need to know this too so they can teach their children. They say that sex refers to anatomy. And gender goes beyond biology. And they say scientists were quoted as saying, Gender identity is more an inner sense of being male, female, or somewhere in, the, in between, regardless of physical anatomy. This is science falsely so-called. It's more about the brain than the sex organs. That's what the scientists say. And you know what your country ends up with? Scientists accepting the term transgender. All in the name of science. Put your hand up, boys and girls. It, it, you remember what? You remember the Bible? <laughs> you remember uh, someone called God? You know what he says? He created male and female. Genesis 1:27. So God created man in His own image. In the image of God created He him. Male and female created He then. Boys and girls, you're made in the image of God. You're not made in the image of some scientist that's trying to give you some false information. And how many of you want to guess how He created the animals? Male and female. Adam and Eve. That's the Bible. That's simple. Very simple. How did we get to this point? Because we're here. Matthew 10. Jesus has to kind of clear up a few things. You know how we got to this point? People have hard hearts. That's the bottom line. Matthew chapter 10, verse number 5. These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. I'll see. I do not want that. I'm looking for putting away the wife.
Where is it Jesus is telling them he wants to put away his wife and get a bill of divorcement? Wait, where are you at? Mark. Oh, it's in Mark. Okay, thank you for that, Nathan. Mark chapter 10. Sorry for that delay. It was a little commercial break. <laughs> we are back. Matthew chapter 10, verse number... All right, four. And they said, Moses suffered to write a bill of divorcement and to put her away. And Jesus answered and said unto them, For the hardness of your heart, he wrote you this precept. So you have a situation here where... Um, Talking about divorce, that's the immediate context. God wants to put away his wife, and so here, here's where we're at. And the bottom line is, Jesus says, look, your heart, your heart is hard. That's your problem, and that's what you don't get. But then he goes on to say, look, verse number six. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. God goes back and he says, look, you got hard hearts. Let me help you and bring you back to how I started this thing. There's male and female. You guys got that? I want you to get that under control first. It's not male and male. It's not female and female. It's male and female. That's it. And then he says, for this cause, you know why I made you male and female? So that a man will leave his father and his mother. Boys and girls, a man doesn't leave his father and his father. A man doesn't leave his mother and his mother. There is a father and there is a mother. And God said, I made you male and female so that, you would, so that when you grow up, you will leave mother and father and you will cleave to your wife. For this cause a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. Boys, when you grow up, don't forget this. In the beginning, God made them male and female. The cause that he did that so that you would grow up and you would leave your mother and father, young men, and you would cleave unto a wife. That means a woman, a female. That is what God designed for you to do. And they twain shall be one flesh. So then they are no more twain, but one flesh now watch this, verse number 9. What therefore God hath joined together, let not man put asunder. It doesn't matter if it's a college professor. It doesn't matter if it's a scientist. It doesn't matter if it is some queer that's down at the library dressing up as a girl that's really a guy. 
God said it doesn't matter who you are. Man's not putting that asunder. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. You're not going to break up my plan. You're not going to tear it apart. Then the Bible says, which some professing have erred concerning the faith. Now, I don't want to shock you adults this morning, but here is a little shocking news if you haven't heard it already. We're, we're, we're fair and balanced. Episcopal Church participates in the gay pride parade. And here's a list, a very short list of churches that are fine with this new agenda. LGBT, man and man, woman and woman agenda. They're fine with it. United Methodist Church. Well, no surprise there. They've been going downhill on a landslide to hell for a long time. Some Church of Christ organization. The United Catholic Church. The Liberal Presbyterian Church. Believe it or not, the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship. And yes, yes, even some liberal Mennonite church groups. <laughs> the whole gamut's covered. It don't matter if you're Mennonite, if you're Baptist, if you're Catholic, if you're Wiscopalian, if you're United Methodist, Church of Christ, it don't matter who you are. It's affecting these denominations. Half of them have gone, half of them have all gone liberal. Some of them, you know, the individual segments, they're just going to start pulling out. Because they're just like, I don't want, I don't, I'm enough of this junk. Who agrees that we're in a mess? We are. But we've got a Bible. And God said, look, this, I told you. It shouldn't be a surprise. It's annoying. It's aggravating. But look, God, He's got us covered. He's got us covered. Alright, so what do we have? We have a plea here. Oh, Timothy. He wants him to keep that which is committed to thy trust. He wants him to avoid profane and vain babblings. And if science falsely so called, you know what? You know what he says in the last verse of the chapter? Grace be with thee. Amen. In chapter 2, the very beginning of the chapter, Paul, in the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, says unto Timothy, Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. How do you persevere with all this nonsense going on? How do you persevere with all this falsely so-called science, vain babblings, profane Grace. Grace. God's grace. And you know what? In their proud resistance against God, the profane and vain babbler won't find God. And in their rebellion against their Creator, the false science crowd won't find God. And that's why the Bible says, God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. But all who are humble, all who know that they're a sinner, all who are seeking the light of God, all they have to do is cry out to God and you know what He has for them? Grace. He does. He's got grace. God doesn't say, you've got to know everything in the Bible to come to Me. Instead, He says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. 
if any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. Grace is the starting point. Salvation is by grace. Jesus doesn't say, go and sin no more and then I won't condemn you. No, 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 no. He says, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. It's the grace of God that motivates us to go and sin no more. Our salvation by grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ is what motivates us to live a holy life and to go on sinning no more and then wanting to stay away from the foolish and vain and profane babblings and the science falsely so-called. We have something much greater. Grace. That's how everybody's been saved. By God's grace. Would you bow with me, please? Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for grace. Without your grace, we would be stuck for sure, and we appreciate that. Help us to love you as much as you've loved us, Lord. Get our hearts fixed upon what you would want so we can keep which has been committed to us not for salvation, not to earn salvation, but because of the grace that You sent upon us to save us. Help that to be the motivation for why we would want to live a holy life. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks a bunch for listening. For more information about Pilgrim Baptist Church, be sure to visit us online at pilgrimbaptist.church where you can also send me a personal message or learn more about joining us for a church service. And remember, Christ is all.